Renny Thomas, and you are tuning into Water Tree, a weekly podcast where the leaves are green and the roots are spread by the living waters. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Water Tree. I just want to say an apology. For being MIA for the past two Fridays,、um, we've been traveling and doing some conferences in a neighboring state, and so I didn't have time to record and edit and all that good stuff. But、um, we're back this week, and this is going to be our last episode for the season. We will be closing season one, and towards the end of August, we will start season two with the title "Imago Day," which is translated "Image of God," and it is the image of God in the home. I would say the image talks about the character of God, so the character of God in the home. So it will be mostly about lifting up Christ and how He will draw all men unto Him, and this can be seen in raising kids, in、um, in marriage, and even in service、um, in our family. So I'm very excited about this one.、Um, been really pray- prayerful, and、um, the Lord has. Given me this title, I can't see every single episode yet, but he is the one who is going to put things together, and I'm also excited. I'm waiting for these episodes to come about. But until then, today's episode is entitled "Christ the Homemaker." Even through the women's liberation era, homemaking still made it through to the 21st century. It is not extinct, and I hope that this special work will be passed down and sought after. Even just like a person like me, who only knew of working women, can search and covet this work. My desire is to keep this torch burning. And light those who are searching for light. How did my torch get lit? I was searching for light, and throughout my college years, God showed His image through homemakers, and He showed that His heart was in it too. But it wasn't until I quit my two jobs, Him paying my debt, and I can share that at a later time, and Him working with me at home. That he showed me a new concept about homemaking. Maybe someone has already talked about this, but I've never heard of it before. It is so beautiful that I would like to share it with you, and it is in the title of this episode that Jesus is a homemaker. And talk about him as our example that he can show us how to be a homemaker. Also, 
Now this is going to be a Bible study, so I ask at this time that you can pull out your Bibles if you don't have it already, and we will be going through many scriptures, just like the scripture that says, <clears throat> line upon line, precept unto precept. Or maybe you can jot it down on a piece of paper and look at it um, at another time. But let me share with you four examples that the scripture shows that Christ is a homemaker. The first scripture that I'm going to throw out is Psalms 23 verse 5 where it says that he sets a table before me in the presence of mine enemy. And then in Luke 12 28, it talks about how he knows our needs and he will clothe us. We have this, this example in Genesis where he gave Adam and Eve clothing from animal skin. And that is found in Genesis 3 verse 21. Then we jump to Matthew 23 verse 37 where he said that he would love to gather us like a hen gathers her chicks. Then the last verse is found in Psalms 51 verse 7 where it says that he um, will wash us and make us whiter than snow. Now, it blew my mind. I mean, I've, I've read these scriptures many times before, but never really looked at it as a um, through the lens of a homemaker. And, and we can see that um, homemakers, they provide the, the clothing for the home, provides the food on the table, and um, nurtures their young ones, and also and cleans them also and cleans the home um so these are very much languages of a, of a homemaker but if that did not convince you yet <laughs> let me share you other gems that shows that christ is our example of a homemaker now we're going to jump to hebrews 3 verse 3 and a part of it, it says he who built the house has more honor than the house. Okay, who is this builder? Goes on to verse 6. Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm to the end. So it is, uh, it is us that are homes, and he is the one who built the house, and the honor goes to him and what he does in us. Then in John 14, 23, it says, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and he will come to him and make our home with him. So this is talking about how God the Father and Jesus will make their home in us. It will dwell in us. And um, that is through the Spirit that they will dwell in us. But this scripture is not saying that this makes us God. It doesn't make us as gods. Um, we're, not, <laughs> we're not talking about that kind of doctrine or false doctrine to be specific, <laughs> but it correlates with 2 Corinthians, what it says in chapter 4, 
verse 6 and 7, and I will read it to you. It says, For it is God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So God living in us, it doesn't make us as gods, but he does in us the work that we cannot do of ourselves. Um, he's the one who gives us love because we cannot generate love from ourselves. He gives us the wisdom and the strength and everything else that we need to live this life, to be an example to others, and to serve. He's the one who, who gives that to us. I know there's another scripture that says, um, it is God who works in us to do and to will of his good pleasure. So that's amazing. And another scripture just popped in my head where it says that that the mystery of God is God in us the hope of glory so it doesn't make us as God but he's the one who gives us the right intentions um, who works that heart work that we cannot do for ourselves now this is not a new concept just because uh, these verses are found in the New Testament. But ever since the beginning, God has been wanting to dwell with man, with his created beings. And the word tabernacle, is also, it also means dwelling place or a resting place. And he wants to dwell with us. Um, that's why... The sanctuary was built that he can be close to to man and the theme is all over the bible that how he draws and woos our hearts he wants to dwell with us and another picture of this um i believe it's in revelation where um christ is at the door um knocking and waiting for us to open our hearts to him so this is um a beautiful picture of how God wants to dwell with us. And Christ, he prayed this prayer that we all can be one in John 17 verse 21. And in another part, um, I believe, I don't have it in my notes, but in, um, in John 15 verse 5, it says that he is the vine and we are the branches. He who, who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. So by him dwelling in us, he enables us. Because without him, it says here in the scripture that we can do nothing. There is no power and there is no love. Because we, we all have fears that keeps us away from loving others. But one day, Jesus' prayer will come to fruition. We can find this in Revelation. In Revelation chapter 21, verse 3, we'll start there. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. So it says, 
that his tabernacle would be with us. And it's not the same tabernacle or that sanctuary that was built in the wilderness. Verse 22, we'll talk more about that and says, He carried me, which is John, away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. But I saw no temple in it, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And just from, just while I'm reading this verse, I'm realizing that He will be our temple, which is He will be that house for all of us to be in. Um, there need not be a physical structure, or we will dwell. Sorry, my phone just dropped. <laughs> but we will be dwelling with Him, God the Father and Jesus, in their presence all the days of our life. So in John 17 verse 21, it has a recording of Jesus' prayer of oneness. It says that they may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us that the world may believe that you sent me. And this also can help us to understand about how God makes his home in us and also that we may dwell with him, that we are dwelling in each other's homes or in other words, that we are home together. <laughs> um, in Isaiah 56 verse 7, it says, My house will be called a house of prayer for the people. So this ties in with Revelation 7, verse 15. And it says, They are before the throne of God and serve Him day and night in His temple. Who, who are the they? A numbered people. Um, the last days people. Um, they're actually numbered 144,000. And these have the, the name of our Heavenly Father um, inscribed in their foreheads. These are the ones who dwell in this house of prayer day and night. They live in His temple day and night. So this is a way that we can dwell with Christ is through prayer. He is right now in the most holy place as our high priest interceding in our behalf and holding that scepter, it says in Revelation, and it's mingled with the prayers of the saints. So that's how we can dwell with him in his temple. And today, um, I would like to ask that you pray for your family members. Pray for your husband, pray for your children. And if you don't have any children, be your siblings have children, consecrate them in the morning and pray for anything and everything that's happening in your family, the decisions that you have to make today or for tomorrow. Bring them all to God. And I praise God for the truths that are in the Bible to help us know where Christ is, to help us know what we can do today. Um, and even as homemakers, as I'm thinking about it, 
Christ in his home, it even talks about it in Revelations, how it is talking about him in the temple and he looks after the, the lampstand inside the sanctuary and he he cares for each one of them that none of them will go out and if you study revelations one you will realize that it is talking about the seven churches it's talking about his people that he watch over every single one of them that no light will go off um, he will do all in his strength and his ability, but um, he really cannot go against man's will. And it's the same thing for our families too. We can work and serve our family members, but we cannot go against their will. We have to give them the same exact value as Christ values all humanity all around the world. We all have equal value and that we're not, or as parents, we're not better than our children or they're not lower than us. Same goes with our spouses. We're not better than our spouse. Um, our value, we have equal value. So there's so many gems here and I've probably only scraped the surface, but um, we can look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. As homemakers, we can find in him the example of a perfect homemaker. So I pray that you may search your Bible and may the scripture come alive to you and speak to you of Christ, the perfect homemaker. And this is my prayer. Um, and I will end by a scripture song also talking about the home um, and that will be our ending found in Psalms 27 and we will see you on the next season season number two around August time and it is called Imago Dei the image of God